Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on on the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. If you have been logged out of github.com, this might be why. GitHub Security Update, a bug related to handling of authenticated sessions, forces GitHub to log out pretty much everybody out of their uh, system, basically invalidating their 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 session cookies, right? Let's see if I can make this video before uh, baby wakes up. Let's just jump into it. All right, so this article being published, I think yesterday, March eighth, and uh, and I think there is a there is a lesson to learn here. Uh, despite there are no much details in this article, obviously in this channel we always speculate. If there are no de- details, we might we most of the time we get it wrong, but when we actually learn the details, we we kind of reconcile our changes and we learn more. That's that's how. Uh, yeah, no, never stop yourself from asserting things because, like, what what do you get to like? What are you losing? Nothing, right? Let's just jump into it. So, why did I get lugged out of GitHub.com on evening March eight? We invalidated all authenticated sessions on GitHub.com. Whew. Yikes! Created be prior to twelve o three on March eight out of abundance of caution to protect users. That part they force you to log out so you can log in. Created a brand new session, so every the leaked session, which we're gonna find out in a minute, why what happened, get invalidated. So essentially, all of those stuff, you get a brand new fresh session. Out of the abundance of caution to protect users from an extremely rare but potentially serious security vulnerability affecting a very small use number of GitHub sessions. On March 2nd, GitHub received an external report of anomalous behavior for their authenticated GitHub user session. Upon receiving the report, GitHub security and engineering uh, immediately began investigating to understand the root cause impact and prevalence of this issue on github.com we took initial corrective action to patch the vulnerability on march 5th and continued our analysis throughout the weekend so they apparently fixed a bug what was the bug the patch to resolve the bug and session invalidation resolved the issue and you may log back in any time the the critical part here and you might if you're maintaining backend infrastructure you might run into this if you're issuing some sort of a session session ids which which uniquely identify your users and you want to invalidate them if you fixed a bug on your back end 
you, the old sessions need to be invalidated so that the users re-logged in and exercise the new code path that you have put in place, the new fix that you have put in place. So you get, they get a fresh session and, and just, just to exercise the new code, that's one. The other reason is like, if someone got their hands on those session IDs, we need to throw everything out of the window, essentially. We need the brand new stuff. What happened and what actions have we taken? Here's, here's the only interesting part in the article. In extremely rare circumstances, a race condition in a backend request handling process could have misrouted a user sessions to the browser of another authenticated user, giving them a valid, giving them the valid and authenticated session cookie for another user. Okay? Uh, this is not the first time we've seen something like this. Uh, I talked about HTTP smuggling. Uh, HTTP cache poisoning, both these active attacks can lead to this behavior. Although GitHub did not mention that this is an attack. They, did, they, they, they don't claim this is an attack. They just found out that this was happening, right? Maybe because of this report that it was published. Right? But with HTTP smuggling and cache poisoning, this at least there are two ways of, to do this, right? I'm not saying they are the only ways, right? Again, the article doesn't say, right? And I talk about the HTTP uh, smuggling guys. Uh, check out the videos right here. And, and every, every now and then, every month, there, there probably Node.js comes up with a patch to, to fix a bug, a vulnerability with, with regard to HTTP smuggling. And the, the nastiest thing, HTTP smuggling can happen when HTTP, on, on HTTP 1 one backend doesn't really happen that often with HTTP2 because we have in unique streams with every beautiful request, right? And instead of uh, uh, kind of sharing the same TCP connection with with logical requests that are separated with hacky string manipulation, essentially, right? How do you, in HTTP 1.1, how do you know if you're sending multiple requests on a single TCP connection? How do you know where the first request starts and the, and the second get request uh, uh, starts or where the, the third uh, post request starts? You know, how do you know? It's basically string manipulation with spaces and new lines and stuff. That, 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 that's how HTTP 1 does it, right? And you, based on the content length, we jump and then, oh, this is the request. And hackers have been uh, exploiting this to kind of f- smuggle content so that they can essentially send the response of a valid request, of a legitimate request, to themselves as attackers, right? And you might say, Hussein, why are we using the same TCP connection on the back end, right? Uh, this is the idea of pooling, essentially, right? And... Uh, you cannot scale with layer four proxying uh, on the back end. It's, it's very, very, very hard, right? Because you'll essentially be creating a, a unique TCP connection with a, for every single client. And you have millions of those. So it's better to use a layer seven proxy and pool the request on the back end. So you have maybe a handful of connections on the back end, uh, and then you multiplex those requests into the same connection. And, and obviously, HTTP 1.1, you can still do that, all right? As long as the connection is not in use, 
you can send a request and then wait, and you can send another request on another connection when it's freed up. But HTTP2 made this better, and Quick made this even better, because now we can multiplex with the unique streams, and we know which request belongs to which stream, we belongs to which response, right? All right, I've, I've been babbling a lot, and, and, and that's, that's the effect of uh, not sleeping enough. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it is important to note that this issue was not the result of compromised account password. Yeah, so it doesn't look like someone had leaked the password. This is essentially the session cookie. If I go to your browser, open dev tools, and copied the cookies and pasted them somehow in my browser, I just got access to your account. It's that simple. That's how stuff works. Ken, you can make your backend smart enough to say, okay, you just... Uh, access the same session ID from another machine and you can block it. But most of the time people don't do that, right? But that's how essentially it works. What happened here is that token of one user got leaked to another user and, and got stored in their browser. Most probably that other user didn't know that they got uh, some other user's uh, cookie. The only way to find out is to, if you, if they happen to go to that other user by chance, that's why it's so rare, right? And they try to edit their profile, they will be able to because they have the cookie, which is kind of scary. It's very serious. That's why I agree. It's very serious. It is important to note that this issue was not the result of compromised SSH keys or a personal access tokens. And there is no evidence to suggest that this was the result of compromise or any GitHub systems. Again, they are emphasizing that it's not an attack. And instead, this issue was due to the rare and isolated improper handling of authenticated sessions. Further, this issue could not be intentionally triggered or direct directed by a malicious user. Oh, oh, that's new. Okay, so that kind of eliminates the idea of an HTTP smuggling attack, right? or cash poisoning. And now I'm interested to learn more about this. Hope they can publish um, RCA on this thing. Root cause analysis would be nice, GitHub. If someone from GitHub watching this, a root cause analysis, could I say, arigato gozaimasta. The underlying bug existed on github.com for a cumulative period of less than two weeks at uh, various times between February 8th and March 5th. Oh, so this is not something that have been there forever. And they just discovered it, like the Linux bugs, right? This is something that have been installed as a result of a... Of a, of a that, that, okay, that explains their monthly report or whatever that they discovered it. Okay, so in January, something got installed, whatever. They discovered it in February 8th. That's when they made that original install that broke it. Once the root cause was identified and a fix developed, we immediately patched github.com on March 5th. A second patch was deployed on March 8th to implement additional measures to further harden our application from this type of bug. Would love to know more. What did you guys fix? What did you do? Share with us. Share with us, my friends. Share with us. We lonely engineers, we love to know what's going on. 
There is no indication that the other github.com properties or product were affected by this issue, including GitHub Enterprise Server. We believe that this session misrouting occurred in fewer than 0.0001 of authenticated sessions. These race conditions, man, these are the ugliest. Especially when you have threading on the back end. Ugh. Yeah, that's why I try, I try to avoid using thread as much as possible. I, I, I love the use of a single threaded app that is horizontally scalable. I, so I spin up, I rather spin up 10 processes each with the single thread and then somehow route request to the issue with IP tables, right? Because you can do that without a load balancer. And then rather than building a multi-threaded app, obviously this is kind of, a, this was my opinion 10 years ago. Programming languages have been evolved to do better when it comes to multi-threading. Essentially, these race conditions, these mutexes, uh, essentially accessing different variables from different threads. Ugh. It's always like nasty bugs comes out of it. And you might, you might, you might agree with this. You might disagree. Out of an abundance of caution, with a strong bias towards account security, we've invalidated all sessions on GitHub.com created prior uh, prior to 12:03 UTC on March 8th. That's when they develop the fix and they want you to log in so that you exercise the new path, right? And uh, essentially get a brand new token and all the old tokens essentially are just dead, right? To avoid even the remote possibilities that undetected compromise session could still exist after the vulnerability was patched. For the small population of accounts that we know to be affected by this issue, we've reached out. Ooh. So they actually know what accounts got, got affected. So because it's a race condition, it happens every 0.001%, right? And it happened to fewer accounts, and they reached out to those accounts, so they logged that account that, okay, uh, probably the both parties, the, the users that got leaked and the user that received it. Okay. Uh, let me know if any of one actually got this email. I'm really interested in what was that email. What you can do. We recommend you log back in now. I'm going to log in back in. I, when I logged in, I was logged out. So that's what I found, right? So like I just logged them back in and uh, there is no problem. I put in my two-factor auth. I'm just brand new. In general, we encourage following long, our long-standing public security best practices user. Okay. So this is, they, they just say that, hey, we take security very seriously. And this is good. This is really good. What would, what would have you done, guys, in their, in their shoes? Would you actually this invalidated all sessions <laughs> hoping by the way that you have a measure to invalidate existing sessions right that's why i don't like jwts right because they are stateless and once you get a jwt right it's there right it's an access token and you have to use a refresh token to generate a new one and you have all this hacky thing to make oh let's make a short let's make the access token short-lived and the refresh token long-linked and then you put another extra measures to invalidate that sessions i like i like basic good old session uh authentication Store a GUID, store some sort of unique identifier for the user. Login again. Uh, hey, I want to invalidate it. Poof. Just update a statement on the database and just make it expire just like that. Right. Obviously, that's 
GitHub, uh, JWG has a lot of other advantages over sessions, uh, but we don't know what GitHub uses. And let me know. Guys, what do you think? I'm going to see you in the next one. Hey, guys, stay awesome. Goodbye.